Hey everybody, Pastor Caleb with CWC with your Lent devotional on the book of John, just continuing in our Lent challenge. Today we're going to be in John 8, verses 33 through 47. John 8, verses 33 through 47. Just a quick reminder, we are continuing on the talk around the woman caught in the act of adultery and Jesus' pardon of her. All right, so let's pick up that text. John 8, verses 33 through 47. They answered him, We are Abraham's descendants and have never been slaves of anyone. How can you say that we shall be set free? Jesus replied, Very truly I tell you, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. Now a slave has no permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. So if the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. I know that you are Abraham's descendants, yet you are looking for a way to kill me, because you have no room for my word. I am telling you that uh, what I have seen in the Father's presence, and you are doing what you have heard from your father. Abraham is our father, they answered. If you were Abraham's children, said Jesus, then you would do what Abraham did. As it is, you are looking for a way to kill me, a man who has told you the truth that I heard from God. Abraham did not do such things. You are doing the works of your own father. We are not illegitimate children, they protested. The only father we have is God himself. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me, for I I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. So, this is the word of the Lord. So, a couple of things with this text for today that I think are really um, key for our understanding and also for our our Lent time. Uh, The first is they don't even realize their sin in their lives. They don't realize that they are slaves to sin, nor do they realize that they're not following God. It's kind of an interesting dynamic because these are Israelites. These are the Jewish people, the followers of Yahweh. By all accounts, these people should know how to follow God. They, you know, they keep the law. They do it well. Yet, here we have Jesus saying, you are a slave to sin and that your father is Satan or the devil. Um, You know, I think in the modern world, we run into this same thing. We have, especially in the holiness tradition from the Wesleyan Church and the Nazarene Church, and um, we have this purity code that we like to follow by that, um, you know, we used to call it the Christian code of conduct or all these different things. And it became almost an idol to us. We had, you know, we've had so many people, so many older people in our church who, you know, they think you can't go to movies, you can't dance, you can't, you know, fill in the blank for whatever sin they choose to say, hey, you can't participate in and be holy. Well, I think 
again, kind of back to our discussion about the law from a few days ago, I think we miss the boat on this stuff. It's not that you necessarily should just go and do all these things and live a wild life and just call yourself a Christian even though you have no change. It's that those rules that we put become the faith itself. And that is evil working against your faith. And I mean that. It really is. When you replace your faith with a code of conduct or like a a set of rules, you are missing the beautiful the beautiful family that you're invited in. As a matter of fact, Jesus talks about this over and over and over. And specifically in this one, he says it in such a good way. He says that when you're a slave to sin or when you're a slave to these rules, you can't be in the family. You don't have a permanent place in the family, but a son belongs to it forever. And if he sets you free, you will be free indeed. So Jesus is that son. He's inviting you into the family. He is setting you free and making you a part of the family. You can replace that sonship, that adoption into the family with a set of rules, but that's not really being in the family. You know, that's kind of like, hey, I'm going to wear all the gear of a basketball player. I'm going to watch a lot of basketball. I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to be really enmeshed in the culture of basketball, but I'm never going to play. You know, to know the joy of playing this, you know, basketball or any sport, to be fair, is much greater than just wearing all the gear and watching it. To be a part of it is so much better. And that's what Jesus is essentially saying is like, quit being on the sidelines. Quit, quit watching. Quit pretending like you're a part of this. Come out here and be a part of it. And all of a sudden, all this stuff will make a lot more sense and you will be fulfilled. So, quit playing on the sidelines, quit reading the rule book, quit, quit memorizing all the nuances of, of the fouls and the strategies and enmesh yourself into the game. Play, be a part of the family, be on the team, you know, don't just be an observer. That's what we need in the church. That's what you need in your life is to quit being on the sideline, quit debating on the perfect way to play the game, and actually play the game. Hey, I'm praying for you. Looking forward to seeing you next week. Grace and peace.